Welcome to Be The Light Podcast. This podcast is about building a momentum of positive change and healing in you by shining the light on teachers and the wisdom they have to share with us to help us to remember our inner light and to continue to grow. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk with Jeff Emerson. Jeff is a walking embodiment of compassion. He is so wonderful to know and to speak with and to practice yoga with and to have as a teacher. I'm really grateful that um, he made some time uh, with me to talk about the things that he loves and that he teaches. Jeff is a Reiki master and also a 500-hour registered yoga teacher. He's the author of Unfolding the Lotus, Working the Fourth Step Through the Chakra System. He's also the founder of True Freedom Recovery Yoga, one of the world's first 200-hour and now 500-hour teaching programs for people in the 12-step recovery. Jeff is a member of Long-Term Recovery with over 25 years clean. He has taught meditation in halfway houses, prisons, homeless shelters, and 12-step conventions and juvenile detention centers. He is co-founder of Policy of Caring, Incorporated. That's the parent company for True Freedom Recovery Yoga. He's dedicated to yoga, meditation, and the recovery process. Jeff has practiced yoga and meditation for over 30 years and has been imparting his wisdom and sharing his gift with people from all walks of life for the last decade. Thank you, Jeff, for all that you do and for speaking with us today. Good to be with you. (laughs) It's so good to be with you. And thank you for being on this podcast with me and... um, because I'm so grateful to you and you, the, all that you've taught me because um, you were my teacher for yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and I learned so much about yoga as a way of bringing the mind and body together. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about why, why yoga is such, is such a big practice for you and how it brings happiness? Well, I've uh, been doing yoga since... 1973, <laughs> so a long time, a lot That's of happiness, <laughs> but uh, a lot of ups and downs since then, you know, uh, with going in and out of my addiction and that kind of thing, Yeah. Um, and so when I found recovery, I was able to um, go back to what I loved before all the addiction took hold, mm. and um, I found it it was like coming home mm. and then those feelings and I was doing it for the right reason and I was, you know, um, could see how by opening up myself, I can uh, then uh, be able to help others. So, um, that's, that's a wonderful thing Yeah. to find recovery and then have a practice mm-hmm. to help you and it help and then it helped you to heal, or yeah, it it helped me heal to heal uh, in a, in a way, but it helped me deepen uh, my recovery. Oh, okay. Um, 
in that, uh, you know, I, I already had a few years clean when I started, like, the teaching program I did. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't a matter of, like, it was helping me stay clean, for, per se, but it was helped me deepen in my spirituality, mm. which uh, was help, then helping my recovery. <laughs> that makes sense. This is so awesome to hear about <laughs> how your your journey because you um, st started uh, True Freedom Recovery Yoga uh -huh. program, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you're really intertwining the twelve steps with the yoga system. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I s would you like to hear about how that started? I would. I would actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, I took a, a yoga teacher in training, mm -hmm. and um, the whole time I was doing the training, uh, we would talk about deep yogic philosophies, okay. and I would say, I would always interrelate it to my recovery process. Like, oh, he's talking about recovery, but he's talking about it in a different way, in a yogic way. And you know, every the whole training, I kept thinking, you know, this is, this is wonderful for recovery. Mm. And uh, a couple of people I heard were doing that throughout the country um, and it was starting to become a thing and uh, so um, I thought I would have a class and have a meeting after the class and invite my recovery friends to experience what I've found to be so helpful <laughs> and uh, so we did that and um, it became the biggest class at uh, well, I was a partner at a, another studio and it became the biggest class the whole week, it was just wow. amazing. There's so many people came, yeah. and uh, people would, you know, uh, do have fun with the yoga, mm -hmm. and at the end they would go into shavasana, the, the pose at the end, mm -hmm. the resting pose, and they would say like, "This is the only peace I get all week." Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the stress of early recovery is really hard, and they would come there, and they would, you know, they couldn't wait till the next week. Mm -hmm. So because of that. Uh, we became so big that, uh, uh, and I wanted to start a, a training, and my partner already had a training going on, so we kind of clashed, gotcha. and so I had to find my own space, and so uh, I decided I'd start True Freedom, and uh, uh, my idea was to make it a, accessible for everyone, so mm -hmm. I wanted to make it um, uh, affordable. So it was a non-profit and donation-based, uh, so anybody can come no matter what stage of recovery they're at. Mm -hmm. And I've, my thought was that people who've been around for a while were able to give a little more, mm -hmm. and those, of course, who were new wouldn't be able to give anything. And so right. it's worked out that way. Wonderful. And so we have classes seven days a week now. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how the studio has grown. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been it's exciting. Big. Yeah, is it just for people in recovery? Anyone can come. Oh no, there's um, twenty-five to thirty percent aren't in recovery at all. Okay, but they like the, the spirit. Just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I do. I love the spirit of this place. Yeah. It's so. It's, um, there is some freedom here. Yeah. And I like that you named it True Freedom Recovery Yoga. Yeah. Can you talk about that True Freedom? What, well, what, you, what made um, you call it that? Um, well, that became, that was another recovery thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's both yoga uh, and, you know, yeah, it uh -huh. makes sense. Well, I started a meeting when I was first in recovery. Mm -hmm. It was at a methadone clinic. Mm -hmm. And um, 
methadone gave you a, a little bit of freedom in that you were um, not able to be sick, but I didn't yes, talk about yes. recovery there at all. Okay. And so I started a meeting there, and it was called True Freedom. Uh, so oh. people knew that there was uh, something else besides the methadone. I see. And then that meeting lasted for a while, and then it ended because yeah. I got a job. <laughs> it was a daytime <laughs> job. <thing. laughs> so, uh, but I always liked that name, yeah. and uh, uh, I was looking for a name for a yoga studio, and I wanted to make it um, spiritual, but uh, Western. Okay. I didn't want to have a uh, an Eastern name that would be confusing. Mm-hmm. So true freedom came back up, and and I believe that's what uh, yoga is about. You know, we can get mm-hmm. freedom in our lives, mm-hmm. um, but we're we think we're free, but the true freedom is deeper, and that's what yoga provides. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> that's wonderful. It's long-winded to No, please. That's what I'm... <laughs> you can talk as much as you want. This oh, okay. is all about you. It's oh, all good. It's fine. <laughs> I know how much you like love talk- that. Yeah, I like talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But I, I love that um, the, the yoga classes that you have here, they do end in a meeting. Yeah. Like a recovery meeting. And it's, and yeah, it's a recovery meeting, but it's all, you know, because uh, right. like you said, like, there's a lot of people who aren't in recovery. So it's just about talking about what's happening in your life. Yeah. The good things and the not so good things and the challenges. And and, and it's wonderful. I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to experience your classes, you know, mm-hmm. the classes and those moments afterwards that you're speaking of. And um, it's really a special, special time. And it's an invitation, I think, to... Um, just right, just to check in with people and for, to be really heard yeah. and seen in a group. And that's really very sweet and special. Yeah, that's it's the main not thing. very, doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Unless I come here every, <laughs> every day. <laughs> I should. <laughs> <laughs> Always love to have you. Yeah, thank you. So, um, so that started with that moment of peace with Savasana and then grow. With yes. Grow. Mm-hmm. grow. Yeah, wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, um, your book, Unfolding the Lotus, is working through the fourth, it says, working through the fourth step of the system. Mm-hmm. Can you tell, talk about what is the fourth step? Fourth step is uh, taking an inventory mm. of yourself. Um, and, you know, what is, is it like a soul journey? I've heard it discovered or talked about like yeah, that so, a little somewhat. bit. It's just like taking stock. It's like if you had a warehouse and you were seeing what you have there. Mm. If you were to do a good inventory, you would not just forget about a whole section of things. (laughs) 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 Or make up a bunch of stuff, you know, put some other, you know. But it's just like taking stock to see what you have and what you need to bring more in and what you need to take out. Okay. And that is a, why did you focus on the fourth step like that? And just curious, out of all 12 steps. Um, well, just, that was a, um, a way of, because um, it is an inner journey. Mm. And um, the rest of the steps, there's writing you can do with that, but the fourth step is one where you are going deep into your uh, uh, psyche, into mm. your past and your future and your present. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I'm really, I've enjoyed your book. I, um, I do think your book is like a process. 
yeah. that you slowly read it and you get through um, each of the um, the chakras. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I love that you're kind of, um, that it's intertwined with the 12-step program. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, because I made it, you know, for people like you who aren't in recovery, mm-hmm. who can also benefit from it, you know, taking an inventory and, um, you know, going through your life and seeing where there's mm. traumas and things like that. And, mm. um, and then they, all, of course, all go with the chakra system. And, yeah. You know, started off to be a paper. I was just going to make a paper. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> then five years later, it's a book. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm glad you kept working on it yeah. for five years. Yeah. It's a lot. No, it's really valuable. Um, and and taking stock through all of these different aspects of yourself is really interesting. Yeah. And that helps you to deepen your your journey, right? The self re- self realization, self discovery. Okay. If you can know yourself, then you're better used for society itself and you, if you know yourself you can know what made you got it so you can know you know the god within mm. if you mm. know the god within then you can see the god in everyone i wish everybody could do that yeah. more and more yeah well, yeah, wonderful. that is a deeper aspect of uh, yoga philosophy and, mm-hmm. and really the, the true nature of yoga or the, the true goal of yoga is self-realization. And uh, however, you know, of course, when we're doing yoga practice, we're working on the physical level. Mm-hmm. But then it goes deeper into the um, energy level mm-hmm. and then into the... Um, feelings and emotions, and then into the uh, deeper wisdom body, and mm-hmm, then into mm-hmm. the, the joy that bubbles up mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. And yeah, it's quite enjoyable. Yeah. Yoga. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so when you practice, we're really um, helping ourselves, our own self realization. Uh huh. And so, uh, what would you, how can you explain self-realization then? Because people are like, I know who I am, right? You know who you think you are. Yeah. Um, And that's the the problem, is that our ego um, Mm. is, tells us who we think we are, you know, and we all Mm -hmm. have labels, Mm -hmm. and we think that we're the labels, you know, like, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a I do real estate. I, I'm a real estate appraiser, and you know, and I'm a father. I'm a yeah. Reiki practitioner. Um, what all all those things are just labels. That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, who we are is we don't have enough information mm. uh, in general to know who that is, who we are. Yeah. And uh, by going deeper into ourselves, we realize we are not those labels. We're not, you know. Even the body, um, mm-hmm. we want to find out what is um, real, what is not, um, what is true, and what is not true. Mm. And what is true is something that's always present and always will be present. What is not true is something that changes. So I am not the same as I was. 
27 years ago, luckily. <laughs> I don't mean either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I can't be real. You know, yeah. I can't say I am real. Mm. And, you know, my thoughts and my emotions change so much. Yeah. I can't say they are real. Right. And um, you go on, you know, into your, um, your what you imagine and... Um, and all that isn't isn't real. What's mm -hmm. real is that that uh, unchanging aspect of ourselves mm -hmm. that, that we discover through practicing, right? Yes, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that and is basically through uh, meditation and yeah. the deep samadhis and things. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and also through the fourth step too. Is that oh, yeah, also interrelated as well? Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of work, and you mm -hmm. know, it's it's, um, it's not like um, you go to a yoga class and next, you know, then you know who you are. All things take a lot of work. <laughs> but um, yeah. th through the book, um, um, you s slowly begin to know your history mm. and what uh, what makes you. Um, who you think you are. Right, right. Yeah, so. I love that um, because um, I think in the book you talk about, and I think this happens a lot, that we run away from things in our life and we cover it mm -hmm. up with drug use or, and I think mm -hmm. when, when um, during the teacher training also, I always thought recovery for me meant I'm recovering from my ego uh, yeah. <laughs> in uh -huh. a way or from mm -hmm. my own. It didn't have to be about Alcohol could be my habits of um, not feeling grateful or, mm -hmm. you know, or my habits to clinging to th people or certain things or situations. We all have our, our ways of covering up. Yeah. We all have our addictions mm -hmm. in one form or another. Yeah, it was yeah. really interesting to be able to examine that in me yeah. in a new mm -hmm. way, in a pers different perspective, yeah. which was very helpful. Um, the children had a really good um, analogy for addiction, mm. and she's not in recovery either. But yeah. uh, she said, you know, if you don't think you have addictions, and um, <laughs> and eat chocolate every day at five o'clock for like a month, and then one day don't eat chocolate, <laughs> 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 then you get to see the addictive patterns. <laughs> The clinging that we she's do. She's good, yeah. yeah she's wonderful. <laughs> it's true. It just sneaks in. Yeah. You know, these, mm -hmm. these things. You know, sometimes, these some people, you know, we use shopping, we mm. use, you know, our, um, um, you know, TV watching. Yeah. Even, you know, something good like reading books can be addictive. And that right. We, we do that to cover up our, our lives, mm. cover up our feelings. Yeah, or, yeah, absolutely. Or, um, Sometimes I think it's the way that we relate to other people. Yeah. A certain kind of way that we relate, that we protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. can Put up be, barriers. Yeah. yeah, it can be an, an addiction. Or judging could uh -huh. be an addiction. Or yeah. complaining, uh -huh. maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm talking about my own. <laughs> no, but, you know, I just, it's wonderful to have some tools to... To work with that. To yeah. work through that, mm -hmm. and I think that's what, your book is so valuable. Oh, thank for you. That. Yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah. So much, so much wisdom from your own experience, right? Yeah. I have a second edition ready to come out. It has a little more 
with the five elements involved oh. um, and stories of how you can use those for um, to help other people mm. or in yourself you know just recognize when your elements are out of whack okay just like you can with this you can see how your um, chakras you can self um, regulate Mm-hmm. That you know, oh, my first chakra is out because I feel a sense of fear. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to ground myself mm-hmm. in, in that kind of thing. Right. And then, um, and having some grounding exercises in the, are really helpful, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, some tools mm-hmm. that are easy. I love that. And so, the five elements, can you talk about that a little bit? Because you brought, <laughs> I, love, I love the elements. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, for example, um, grounding. Grounding earth energy is related to the first chakra, of yeah. course. And um, uh, if we're, you know, have too much grounding, then we're too stuck. We're mm. too stuck in our ways, or we're hoarding, or we're trying to hold on to things because we don't, because for mm. sense of safety. Right. But then if we don't have enough, then we're flighty and we're off with the fairies, as Franz might say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, so, and, we, and we don't have a foundation, um, which is a lot of, you know, if something should happen, we don't have anybody there to, to hold us up. To, mm. to, you know, it's going to be there for us. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Yeah. And, um, and then the... the, the um, uh, water element is in, the, you know, in the second chakra, okay. and flowing, and it's kind of grounding like the uh, earth energy, but more a flowing energy of mm. groundingness, mm-hmm. and uh, dealing with feelings and uh, mm. energy of uh, creativity and and that kind of thing, which is it's really nice if you are dealing with feelings yeah. um, to be by bodies of water. That oh, okay. where you can sit, you can feel grounded, but yet flowing. Mm. And then, you know, so your creativity happens there as well. Wonderful. Um, and then, of course, if you have too much creativity, then, you, you know, you might have too much sexual preoccupation. Sure. And that kind of thing. Sure. So if you don't yeah. have enough, then it's like, kind of like um, if you're an artist and you don't have, like, the, mm-hmm. the creative flow going, you, mm-hmm. you feel like you're dry, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, that, yeah. you have not enough water element. So mm. That's a great analogy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And earth and water, they inform each other? Yeah, yeah, they kind of work together, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, earth creates form for water to, to flow in. Yeah, it sets the boundaries. Okay, sets the boundaries. Sets yeah, the boundaries. so uh, um, earth controls water in that it sets boundaries for it to flow. Mm. So we give our feelings freedom mm. to flow. We have to have boundaries for some of our feelings and some of our creativity and things. Uh, so so then it's not just spouting out of just nowhere like... going everywhere. <laughs> like more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, Sometimes, yeah, a lot of yeah, water. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's good. You know, it's good to have a flow, you know, because yeah. like if you have too much earth energy with your water, then it's dammed up, you right. know, and then your feelings aren't able to express themselves. Right. So that's not good. No. <laughs> um, and that affects the body as well. Yes, it right? does, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, not having flow in the body. Uh-huh. It's like not having circulation. Yeah. So you have a lot of stiffness. You think, can, or, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah, the, the water is also with the yogic philosophy uh, uh, aspect of kapha. Uh, okay. And kapha is cohesiveness. It sticks, you know, together things. Okay. Um, right. Then we go to um, um, fire, mm. uh, the third chakra, uh, and, you know, third and fourth chakra really, the fire, because um, you have fire of the belly to give you willpower, mm. the self-will, self, all the self stuff, uh, self-esteem, um, self-motivation, yeah. all, all those things, that, uh, um, the drive that we have. Movement. Yeah, and movement, movement yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and then the, and then the heart, because of passion. We have okay. passion, or you know, when we have a, a passion in our heart, and we want to get things done. We want to, you know, make things mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also reason. about purification, mm. you know, because water cleanses, okay. but fire purifies. So, mm. um, but then fire supports the earth, and that things burn, and then it turns into earth. Okay. Then water supports, controls fire, of course, because you put it out. With, okay, with so it water. doesn't rage. Yeah, it's, it doesn't <laughs> rage. So you, you have to have your feelings with your passion. Yeah, okay, so. so they mingle together nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so they wonderful. all work together. You can never find one element without the other elements present. Yeah. It's how much of the other words are present is a, a, a trick. So fire and earth. Our presence that's like together, so that's like lava, maybe, or, um, or what do you think? Well, if it, he, lava is, is uh, actually air element. Really? Yeah, because air is moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, fire, you know, it, it creates heat, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't really move okay. unless there's something moving it. Okay. And that moving it is air. Anything that's moving is air element from lava coming down from the volcanoes to our bloodstream moving, mm. uh, to, of course, in and out of our air, our, you know, as we breathe. And that's a movement. Um, and what, what chakra is that? That's wonderful. Yeah, the, uh, that is a lung and um, so. in the throat somewhat, but mainly the um, uh, heart chakra. Okay. Um, and the heart chakra, you know, um, is where we have our relationships and, you know, we mm. co-mingle together our hanshasation and our <laughs> connectiveness. Our connection. Yes. Hanshasation <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's all there, you know. It's, uh, it's supposed to be moving, mm. you know. So, uh, That's wonderful. Of course, we have too much movement then. And we're flighty again, and we're moving too much, and not enough, then we're stuck. We we um, are stuck in our ways. We're stuck in our thoughts. Mm. We're not open to uh, new relationships. Yeah. Things like that. New learning or. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, with with that, then we can only grow as much as we are. Mm. And mm. then. Um, Space is in our throat. We need space for everything, mm. and you know, to happen. Um, we need a space to express ourselves because mm. it's a, a space with our um, 
hearing is part of space element because you can't hear anything unless it moves, unless it uh, right. has space in between the two things. Uh, so, you know, spaciousness um, allows for everything else to uh, co-mingle if mm. your throat chakra is really important. And that's where a lot of also purification happens is in your throat. Um, and also it is where your truth lies. Uh, so your truth is in the space. Okay. Um, and if you have too much space and you have, you feel like it, there's tons of space, so you become uh, too um, uh, flamboyant, too um, risk-taking. Mm. But not enough space uh, is you don't have enough time for anything. Yeah. Like any little thing, like, you know, you have to go buy a pencil and it's like your whole world falls <laughs> <Forget> apart. <laughs> I don't have enough time for this. <laughs> I don't have enough space, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can, can relate, relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So when we have these moments, what do we do? Um, you know, like you're freaking out about... And then, you know. then we, we find the opposite. Okay. Um, so um, space, the opposite is um thinking of the wheel is air helps uh control space and that it pushes space okay um uh, what supports um space is water so again dealing with our feelings if we can deal with our feelings then we can because there's so there's different ways of doing it. Either mm -hmm. you need to control the, the output of an element, mm -hmm. or you need to support it to give it to make it more yeah mm -hmm. more space or less space yeah. So if we need to more space, we would work with our feelings to see mm -hmm. why, you know, um, what's out of line. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's helpful. So if we don't have enough space, then we yeah we can make changes. Mm. And, um, and maybe clear out something that is, is crowding you. Yeah, space uh, air yeah. element is about uh, organization. Oh, okay. So if you if you're organized and um, then you're able to create more space because you have less clutter. That makes sense. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. Mm. So all of these the elements the chakras are helping us to get to know ourselves a little more. Yes. So the point is not to like get to a certain chakra or a certain be a certain element right no you'll never you'll never ever you know i think uh, in 1981 for about 10 minutes i was like perfectly aligned all balanced <laughs> in my chakras. 1981. <laughs> for about 10 minutes but then it was all over <laughs> uh, that's great <laughs> <laughs> so we're always working with the um yeah. uh, the misalignment and trying to bring balance, but knowing that balance is, is never going to happen. Mm. It's kind of like um, we know that uh, uh, enlightenment is not necessarily going to happen, but we're always working toward it. Okay. So okay. it's you know it's a goal to go to, but you're not going to get there. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we get but to it's see what harmony. The, it's like bringing harmony. Yes, to, that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. To mm -hmm. these parts of who we are. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's not perfect harmony, mm -hmm. but who cares, right? Because yeah. we always feel better. Yeah. But not to judge so much. 
we're always moving because you know um, yeah. going to we're back to changing. yoga. Yeah. Um, the, the gunas are always pushing us and changing us. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be that uh, aspect right. of um, something getting birth, uh, having fortition, mm-hmm. and then uh, then going away. Right. And so if we allow the things to happen mm. and, and flow with them, then we we do find a harmony. Right. Mm. Instead of going against the natural cycles of what's happening. Trying to fight it. Yeah, and, and yeah. fighting it, which is hard. Yeah. Or hiding from it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fighting or hiding. It's <laughs> fight or flight. <laughs> uh, so we work with it. Yeah, working with it in different aspects. And so um, we're at the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Then... So what I was saying is we're not in a hurry to get like to our seventh chakra, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all of these parts of ourselves that we get to know. Yeah, as we go, yeah. Yeah. Um, the um, society now is stuck in the mm. first three chakras. It's a, a knot. Mm. Uh, and um, we, want, we want safety, we want stuff, which is American mm-hmm. way, buy more stuff and... You'll be better. Stuff creates security, maybe. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, our uh, stuff, sex, and power. Mm. Um, our ego is in the third chakra. Um, okay. The second chakra is the sex mm-hmm. uh, addiction part. So uh, advertisements um, got us pinned into those three chakras. Mm. Um, hopefully, supposedly... The age of uh, Aquarius is happening, and we're going to evolve into the heart chakra yeah. and move away from those things that are not as prevalent in our lives. Okay. Yeah. And you can kind of see that people are caring less about yeah. these things. Yeah. You know, they know that they are, they're finding, I just see like that people are finding that they're not finding happiness through collecting things. Yeah. You know, eventually you and hit a dead end. Yes. You know, you just can't. <laughs> or maybe not, maybe not. But but then finding a different way. I think more and more people are, are looking for a different way. Mm-hmm. And yoga is a great way to do, yes. to help you, uh-huh. to be in harmony. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yoga is to yoke the mind and body together. Yes. To be so that you're your true self. Yeah, or, that is one definition of uh, uh, yoking... How would well, you say? I mean, I don't know. If I there's said so that many. Right. Diff- no, no, that's right. <laughs> there's just just so many different ways of looking at it. Yeah. It could be mind and body. It could be uh, um, our small s self and our large oh, okay. s self. It can be together. Yeah. You know, it could be um, in the like yoga sutras. It would say um, yoga is um, stopping the. Um, Rittis or the mind stuff from mm. happening, so it's more mind control stuff. Mind control, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Through meditation. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> mind control. I love that. Yeah, but it's it's like uh, teaching the mind a different way to, to instead of being distracted, right? Yes. Yeah, being uh-huh. focused on the movement. What's well, so cluttered with or, stuff? Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Through that clutter, we're not able to see our true self. Mm. You know, because of the memories and the thoughts and the feelings and all the eye stuff that we think are so important. Yeah. But it's just a cloud cl- covering 
our true essence. Yeah. And so going back to the fourth step, that's what you're talking about, right? It's like looking at these things, looking at all the clutter of our life, Yeah. finally seeing it so it can be let go. You have to go, you have to go from the gross to the subtle. Okay. You just can't go straight to the subtle. Mm-hmm. So you have to get all that past stuff, mm-hmm. all those traumas, yeah. get all that stuff out of the way. And then you can start um, working with what's happening in present. Mm-hmm. And if you can go do that, then you can start working with you know, what's happening deep inside. Okay. That's not part of that process. Got it. But is it, is it that journey? I mean, I know that it's hard. that's hard. That's a hard journey, but yeah, there's it not, it's not just hard. Right? There's real joy in, in looking at that, too, in a way, or freedom. You find oh, freedom yeah. in that and find, in finally mm-hmm. sharing these things or mm-hmm. right, these, the clutter or, like you said, um, yeah. really taking an inventory. Yeah, with an inventory, there, there's a good, you know, because life isn't all, you know, I mean, the Buddha said all, life is all suffering, but <laughs> he said dukkha, which means uh, uh, dissatisfaction. Okay. Which is different than suffering. Okay. But life isn't all suffering. Life is has its ups, it has its downs, mm. it has its joys, and you know, and that's all part of the inventory. Okay. You see the good parts, you see the bad parts, and and see you, you know, uh, what you have. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. Thank you. No, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing with me. And um, I'm excited to hear about your new book. That'll be fun. Well, it's not a new book. It's a second edition. Oh, I'm just adding, edition. adding okay. to it. I was yeah. like, <laughs> that's still yeah. exciting. Thank yeah. you. So second edition of Unfolding the Lotus. Yeah. And really quickly, why, why the lotus? Why the, the lotus, lotus um, sits in mud. And in, in aspires to uh, the sun. Mm. So the mud is um, uh, the addiction. The okay. mud is a uh, normal uh, daily stuff mm-hmm. that we, you know, and from that muck uh, arises a beautiful flower that is, that comes up for the sun. And so that's what we aspire to do mm. from our muck. Yeah. We go to the light. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for, for sitting with me and for practicing yoga with me and teaching me and all the people that you share these wonderful traditions with mm-hmm. in your studio. It's my pleasure. It's my dharma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for spending time with us today and sharing your wisdom about yoga and meditation and the recovery process. If you want to find out more about Jeff Emerson or True Freedom Recovery Yoga, you can check them out on Facebook or online at their website, truefreedomyoga.com. I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation and if you have a moment or if you're interested, go take a yoga class, go sit in meditation or check out Jeff's book, Unfolding the Lotus. It's wonderful, wonderful resources that we all have to cultivate our own happiness and healing. Thank you for listening to the Be The Light podcast and for shining your light into your life 
becoming part of this momentum of positive change and healing. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. You can find out more about my work at attunecincinnati.com.